The administration of these islands in the early days of this century was neither easy nor smooth. The missionaries brought education and improved health, but they also condemned the old ways, and unfortunately the new converts tended to be ashamed of their culture and rejected it. Then, too, there were foreign introduced epidemics in those years that killed thousands. There was tribal warfare, blood feuds, head hunting, and missionaries and administrators murdered. The planters came in about that time, too, mostly to grow copra. This created employment, but with the Depression came reduced prices for copra, and laborers were laid off or poorly paid, producing more resentment. War came to the Solomons in 1942, and some of the history's fiercest sea, land, and air battles were fought here. The Americans, the Australians, New Zealanders, and the Fijians finally prevailed. It's an accepted fact that Guadalcanal was the turning point of the war against Japan. No mention of that campaign would be complete without mentioning Sergeant Major Jacob Bousa, a member of the Solomon Islands Armed Constabulary. When the Japanese invaded the Solomons, Bousa volunteered to act as a scout, and in doing so, he had considerable information about the disposition of American troops. Unfortunately, he was captured by the Japanese, but refused to betray the whereabouts of the Americans. He was tortured, tied to a tree, bayoneted, and left for dead. Escaping, he made his way back to American lines where he made a full report before allowing himself to be taken to the hospital. For this exploit, he was awarded the British George Medal, made a member of the Order of the British Empire, and given the American Silver Star. He died in 1984. Peace came in 1945, but not the end of the Islanders' problems. Most of them wanted the Americans to stay, and there was considerable disappointment when they didn't. Some islanders were convinced that Americans would return one day and bring with them all of the goods they'd been so generous with during the war. Food, clothing, equipment, radios, housing. This belief was transformed into a cargo cult movement that somehow came to be called the Marching Rule. The origins of the term Marching Rule have never been clear, but newspaper people in England at the time claimed that it was a corruption of the words Marxian Rule. Whatever the meaning, the cult grew, became organized, Leaders were chosen, and its adherents refused to accept the authority of the British government. Marching rule took over whole villages and built towns surrounded by palisades. They even built warehouses to store gifts that would surely arrive from America. The authorities finally decided that the movement was getting out of hand, and by making judicious arrests, they put a stop to the problem, or almost did. Some islanders say that elements of the marching rule still smolder quietly in the Solomons. But positive things happened in those post-war days, and, with the world becoming more autonomy-conscious, the Solomons sought freedom. In 1978, they became independent. Their government, as with many Commonwealth countries, retains the Queen of England as head of state, but has as the working head of government their own elected prime minister. How to get there by air. Coming into the Solomons, you'll probably land at Henderson Airport of World War II fame, eight miles from Oniara. Coming from the U.S., fly to Nadi, Fiji, then take Air Pacific's once-a-week flight to Oniara, three hours. Coming from Australia, use Qantas or Ansat Airlines. You can get into Oniara from either Sydney or Brisbane daily. Coming from Portavia, Vanuatu, Air Nauru flies in once a week, but Solair, the Solomon's own airline, has additional flights from Vila, two hours. Coming from Guam or Majuro in the Marshalls? One of the best bargains in the Pacific is Air Nauru's flight to Majuro or Guam via Nauru into Oneata. Flights on Wednesday and Saturday. Majuro, Nauru, Oneata fare is about $200. Guam, Nauru, Oneata is about $300. Coming from Port Moresby, Papua New Guinea. You can fly in with Air New Guinea twice weekly. The most dramatic air route to the Solomons is via Kieta on Bougainville, Papua New Guinea, to Munda. 
Solomon's, then to Oneonta. It's more expensive than a direct flight, but worth it. Leaving Kieta, the flight follows Bougainville's lovely south coast, then flies low over the shortlands, above tiny green atolls and down the slot between Chasul and Veya la Veya. Colobangara comes next, and the plane flashes over the town and islands of Gizo, then drops down into Munda for entrance formalities into the Solomon. By this time, you'll have been visually reminded that airstrips courtesy of World War II link these islands and exist in the most unlikely places. After Munda, the flight continues over Rendova in the Russells and terminates at Henderson Airport, Omara. <laughs>